know that for starters, thoughts create our feelings. So you can't feel guilty unless you have a thought about guilt and that it's negative in the first place. So where somebody might say, I'm leaving for the weekend and be so excited that I'm leaving for the weekend. Someone else might look at it as, I'm leaving for the weekend. So literally, that's just a neutral sentence. It's a neutral circumstance, but two people can look at it in a very different way. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Today we're going to dive into a topic that a lot of us have struggled with in the past, or maybe you're currently struggling with it, and that is mom guilt. We covered this way back in episode 12, and if you guys remember, at the time, I was actually about to leave Cole for the very first time. I burst into tears during that episode, and I just remember crying on the plane ride. Mom guilt was still so heavy on my heart, even though at the time I had made big strides in the area. So today, Abby and I wanted to revisit this. We have another year under our belts. Abby had another kid. What I think about mom guilt is it really is a journey that ebbs and flows. Abby and I, before we started recording the episode, we were talking about how when you have a baby, when you have someone that's really young, it can kick back up because leaving that baby for the first time can bring about a lot of the feelings that you've already felt like you've worked through. And it's all over again. And Ames, I remember that episode so distinctly. And I remember how hard that trip was for you. And you had done it before with the older kids, but it was the first time with Cole. It's really, really hard. Like yeah. having just adding another child, even if you've done it before, especially if you haven't left them very many times before, it can make it really hard. So the first point that I really wanted to make is that you grow over time. So Owen third baby. And as you all know, we have this extra special bond because he has an extra chromosome. We have spent a lot of time together. So everything from that 20-week anatomy scan, three times a week, getting scans all throughout pregnancy. And now we're at clinics or therapies several times a week. He's home with me much of the week now. I've been home with him more than any of my other children, even though he's my third. And we definitely have a different type of bond and attachment because of all this time that we went through together. And Colin and I, we just took our first overnight trip a few weeks ago. And even with all the practice over the years, and I'm somebody who I traveled for my job. Like I, yeah. I think of myself as being good at being able to leave the mom guilt aside, especially when leaving for work or to make our marriage better. But this trip, it was really really hard for me. And I was talking with Amy about this afterwards. And I also want to be honest and specific with you guys. It was hard for me. This trip was hard for me because it was hard for me to leave Owen. I've done it with Lucy and Micah before. Yeah. And quite frankly, I know how happy they are to be at grandma's house and also their energy, <laughs> the energy from those two. I needed a break and I knew I needed a break, but it was a lot harder to leave our youngest. And Colin, at one point, he had to coach me through the transition. Again, even though I've done this two other times before, and I'm so glad that I went, and it was also hard. 
I honestly wanted to have him back home hours after we dropped him off. Like we dropped him off. I'm like, Colin, let's just pick up Owen. It, it won't be an issue. We can figure out our, our schedule. We can figure out our plans. And he'd be like, Abby, we're, we we're getting time. massages. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Oh, I had, I had a whole plan figured out. We can hire a concierge. We can bring a babysitter with us. No. <laughs> so glad that I went. It felt like the very, very first time, though, that I left Lucy, all of that nervousness, all of that nervous energy, all of that mom guilt really started coming back in. So we wholeheartedly understand if mom guilt is something that holds you back from doing some of these very special, very important things. We also understand that if it's it's something that's heavy on your heart, especially when you're taking time away from your kiddos. But I think that starting is very, very important. Yeah. And I think it's a really a huge challenge for a lot of these women that did give birth during the pandemic and had their children home more than they would have otherwise. I've had mm-hmm. several friends have that experience. So it's not just me. It's not no. just me. <laughs> and, you know, one of my good friends was going to therapy about it because she truly had this anxiety of leaving her child. And it was very, very real. And this episode Although it might help her and uplift her, it couldn't, you know, fix this problem for her. So she's talking to her therapist. So we know that sometimes this is a is a very real issue. The pandemic made it worse. And I think it's important for people to realize that it's something that you are going to have to work through. Like, it's got to be a healthy, secure attachment with your child, not like you truly couldn't leave their side because as moms, we all know it has they to have to leave us. Right. At like some they, point. they mm-hmm. have to do things outside of us. So what I wanted to say is that I just, I've gotten better over time because now I just have so much evidence that Maxwell, Trey, Cole, and I have these amazing bonds that are not negatively impacted by me leaving. So Drew and I really find it. We're in a very overstimulated season of our (laughs) lives. And I don't know if that's going to go away anytime soon because we've got the energy of three little boys. It is... I I can't even describe it. (laughs) It's like there's always someone talking and asking questions. There's a lot of rustling around. It's just high energy in our house. So Drew and I really feel like taking time away, whether it's as individuals, which we do, or as a couple, it's so important for us to navigate through this extremely overwhelming stage of really loud kids. And so what I can offer you guys is that I've worked through this and realized, like Abby was saying, when we have Drew's parents watch them, the grandparents love it and the kids love love it. it. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a big deal for them anymore. There is this one episode of Daniel Tiger that the boys love to watch. And in that episode, it says that parents always come home or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they'll sing it and they'll they'll put it into the context of our own situations. So if Drew and I are leaving, they'll sing their Daniel Tiger song because they understand that we're always going to come home. So we've all practiced at it. And I think for parents that I I see a lot of 
women posting about this or messaging me like, I'm about to take my first trip away from my kid. And I can so easily put myself back in those shoes because you're working against so many things as women. We're working against what society tells us is a good mom. We're working against, a therapist just said this on our podcast, what we saw when we were growing up. So if your mom never left you're working against that. You're like, this is my example. My example never once left, never once missed anything. Um, so there's a lot of factors at play. But what I found is that you have to practice. And sometimes that can look like going out to dinner for one night and not checking your phone and saying, I'm going to fully be present for my husband. And that is my step one. Maybe that comes before you leave for one night. Yes, exactly. If that's where you need to start, that is exactly where you need to start. I remember the first date we ever took away from our first baby Max, we went to Lone Girl. Amy's like pointing to the next door right now. (laughs) literally a mile and a half from our house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was my comfort level. And that's just what it was. You knew you could be back there in four minutes if you needed to. You knew that you were close by. You knew you had cell phone signal, all the things. We had... My parents watching, who we completely trusted, like set yourself up for success. You're always going to leave your kids with someone you completely trust. But I'm saying like, make that first one a base hit. Just make it so easy. And now at the time of this recording, I'm flying to Colorado for three days and I'm so excited to be able to be present with my friends. But listen, that didn't happen day one, first time I had to leave my children. It's a practice. And as your children grow up, Max is five, Trey's three and a half. They understand this now. They understand that we're coming back. So how do you feel, Amy, right now? You're about to head to this trip. What are your feelings now versus how you would have felt if this would have been two years ago, for instance? Well, my huge thing is that back then, everything was, all my emotions were magnified. Like everything just felt like such a big deal, an enormous, Mm -hmm. like now it's just normal to me. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm excited. I know the boys are so well cared for and I know what type of mom I am. And I know that this, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, but like, I truly feel more myself now. And so I'm able to be about our mom to them. Whereas before I was like trying to fit into this like perfect mom that Instagram was showing me or something. Like, I don't know what it was, but I was like trying to fit the mold. Even before I didn't even like to share, I was like what I was doing or where I was going because I felt the judgment. And now I'm like, I don't care. I like feel free. And I just hope that I can help other women get to the point of like, you know, say, say a family member is like, oh, how can you leave your kids? I've literally never left mine. To me, that doesn't emotionally impact me anymore. I'd be like, okay, we all make different choices and our family is super happy. Period. That's like, it. That's it. Serious. But if more women can have that thought pattern going into it and understand that it is good for your family, it is good for you as individuals, it is good for your marriage. We're all going to be able to relinquish the mom guilt 
and the shame that comes along with it from putting it on, on, on other people and also from feeling right. ourselves. Right. And that's, and I've shared this before in the podcast too. It's like when I had so much judgment for other moms is when I was a first time mom and I was so insecure about everything. So when you're looking at someone and you're like, how can she do that? It truly is a reflection of like your own insecurities or you're projecting your own values. There might be some women listening and they're like, I never want to leave my child. We're not talking you out of that. You're going to have to do you. I just, my value is to bring the healthiest version of Amy Kiefer into my marriage and into my motherhood. And I know for me, it's feeling rejuvenated, feeling calm, feeling myself. Those are values for me. And the only way you can do that is if you actually leave them for a little bit once in a while. Oh, at this age, I gotta leave. I honestly, I'm not even being funny. I oh. have to take a break from their mm-hmm. demand. I have to. And that's the exact word for it. There is just so much demand. We are going to take a short ad break to bring up our first partner, which is Gooder. I'm so excited to pack my Gooder shades for my upcoming Colorado trip because they're just so fun to wear and they I know they're going to keep up with me from everything from hiking to going rafting to going to the concert that we're going to go to. Gooder has me covered. Did you guys know that all of their lenses are polarized? So that means that it is better for your eyes. And Gooder does such a good job of still keeping their products so affordable. This is a carbon neutral company that is committed to giving back. They give 1% of their sales directly to environmental nonprofits. These are the types of companies that are committed to making our world a better place. So we are so proud to have them as a continued partner of the Herself podcast. You can get 15% off by going to gooder.com and using the code Herself15. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and using the code Herself15. And heading back into the episode, the next point we wanted to bring up was how mom guilt and self-care go hand in hand. So maybe you're one of the women who are adamant on not wanting to leave for a night, not wanting to leave at all, and it's nerve-wracking for you. Right now, it's a scary thing. However, self-care is something that every single woman needs to be doing. Every single woman. And every kind single of, person. Every single person. Every single person. Every single human being out there needs to have self-care. And kind of like leaving your kids for the first time, with self-care, you just have to start somewhere. Like period, you just have to start somewhere. It will get easier with practice, but know that if those first few times are hard, it's not that you're doing it wrong. You just have to keep on going. When we try something new, anytime we try something new, there might be a little bit of a learning curve and that's the same thing with self-care and really bringing that mom guilt and making sure that we put that to the side. So I think about this with skipping out on bedtime. So as I was thinking about this episode, I'm like, where does mom guilt come up as far as self-care goes? Because a lot of times I do my self-care in the morning before the kids are awake, just because that's when I wake up and I'm ready to do it. Yeah, it's quiet. Right. It's quiet. I know that I can get it done. It's not that I'm doing it before my kids wake up so I can spend extra, extra time with them. I've definitely been in a position where I've done that before, but now that's just what works with my schedule. But when I think about self-care, if I've had a really, really big day and I need to not be like a full-on mom that night, I need to take a break in the in the evenings. And yes, as a working mom, it's even harder. I only have a couple of hours at night with them, but I am a better human being if 
after those really, really hard days, I can take a little bit of time for myself. So bedtime, I brought this up before. I know people love bedtime. Bedtime gets really stressful for me sometimes. And it'll be to the point where I am so stressed out and frazzled heading into bedtime that I know that if I take a walk, if I take a bath, I'll be just a much better human being for it. And do I feel guilty for putting that on Colin? I'm going to be honest. My initial response is yes. Like, hey, Colin, you have to take care of the three kids right now. Yeah, that makes me feel a little bit guilty. But do I know that I need that to be a better wife for the rest of the night? Also, yes. And Colin knows it too. And it's gotten to the point where he'll see me being snappy. He'll see me being irritated. He'll see me not acting like myself. And he'll be like, Abby, go for a walk. Like, just leave. Hey, babe, hit the shower. (laughs) Hit the shower. See ya. Because honestly, though, but because he would rather have no mom for 30 minutes than have a crabby mom for three hours. Like, that's not fair to anybody at all. So just knowing that if you can leave, get yourself away for whatever amount of time that you need, the others around you yourself, you're just going to be in a much better spot. So that's when I think about self-care at the way end of the day. And I know other people might be there too, where it's just so stressful and it can't be every night. Like we're not saying every single night you can just like ditch out on bedtime and have your partner take it. But once in a while, do we need it for ourselves? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think this is truly the million dollar question. Like how do you make these two things self-care and mom guilt break up because it is a very, very toxic relationship. So for me, what I have learned and what I kind of alluded to before is like, I just know that taking care of myself is such a value to my entire family. So instead of thinking of of it in that little moment of like, okay, I'm, I am going to miss this half hour. Think of it as like, I am adding value because I am resetting I love demonstrating to my kids that I work out. I take Mm -hmm. care of myself. Mm -hmm. I think for me, that's a value. So think about the value you're adding instead of thinking about what you're taking away in the moment. Drew and I have just realized that if we don't feel like whole individuals, like Abby was saying, like it's so hard to bring our best selves into our marriage. And then it's extra hard to bring our best selves into our parenthood. So for us... I feel like I have done the research for you guys, meaning I have had self-care and mom guilt be in a relationship for so long. I felt horrible when I used to work out. Mm -hmm. And I know so many women are still Mm -hmm. there today. Mm -hmm. That's why with this episode, Abby and I, we're still a work in progress and we will always say so. But do we think that we're further down the road than most women when it comes to mom guilt? Yes. And so it is our job and our duty to reach our hand out back to you guys and say, like, come along with us, learn from us. That did not work. Like feeling guilty all the time truly just didn't work for me. So I've tried it. I don't think it's going to work for anybody. (laughs) No. And so, and I also wanted to mention to you guys that If you follow me on my personal Instagram, you know that this is something I talk about quite often. And so I also receive a ton of messages back that are saying, Amy, I finally like listened to you. I finally tried it. And 100% of the time, they're like, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. Because it can seem like such a big barrier to get over, like starting to work out again or starting to do something that you really enjoyed, you know, say it's painting, say it's whatever it is. If you start to get back to it and then you realize how much better it makes you as a person and then makes you as a mom. So many women are like, why didn't I try this sooner? 
but it's getting over that initial hump of like maybe there is a big wall of mom guilt that has you boxed in right now and getting out of that is hard but everyone that does it is like why did i let it control my life for so long so that's one that we wanted to definitely bring up to you guys because if you can start to minimize or even diminish mom guilt like you just feel so much more freedom Mm-hmm. It's hard to feel good about yourself if you're constantly feeling guilty. Amen. <laughs> and Amy, I like what you said there about how you're demonstrating to your kids exactly how you want them to also grow up and also understand. Right now, Lucy, she'll she'll put up her hand sometimes and be like, I need some time to myself. And I'm like, she learned that because her parents have yes. said that. <laughs> they are learning that. She takes some time to herself. Her time might be like 35 seconds because she can rejuvenate and reset in that amount of time. But then she comes back and she's happy. She's calm. She's not crying anymore. So it's so great feeling like we are teaching them these things based on what we need ourselves. Right. And and a lot of us feel in the beginning, we feel so bad about taking yeah. that time. But then we realize Max and Trey both do that because they've got two other squirrely brothers. And it, like I said, it's a lot in our house right now. Like truly, it's a lot of energy in our house right now. So both of them will be like, I need some alone time. Mm-hmm. And they'll go to their rooms. And I'm like, how cool is that, that we've demonstrated that alone time is such a valid way to reset yourself and feel better and feel like you want to come back and play with your brothers when you're ready. I know. So if you're having some of those thoughts about mom guilt, start to chime in. Think about these words and think about how it can affect, positively affect you, but then also the kids who that's where the mom guilt's coming from is because of these kids. And it's actually making them better humans and teaching them coping strategies that they wouldn't learn unless you're able to demonstrate it. Okay, so I put out to my Instagram community, what is the mom guilt that you feel the worst about? What comes out? Because I think Abby and I have a certain lens on it. But what I realize is that women truly feel guilty for almost every single thing. And so we wanted to, in this part of the conversation, really normalize some of these things that women feel guilty for, but also try to help you understand another way to think about it. So some of the responses that came in include, one mom said, taking time away from my house by myself, I feel guilty leaving my husband with all the kids. And my response to that is that think about all the times that you do it for him. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. tip for tat. It's not scoreboard. It's I know that I show up for Drew in this way. I put a lot of energy in to give him time away. So why wouldn't you accept your partner doing that back for you? Absolutely. And you guys like not to get too um, passionate, but I am is think about your little boys and your little girls. Are you willing to show your little girl Lucy that men get to do whatever they want and women have to stay home and cook clean in the otherwise like that actually makes my blood pressure rise same for me. I'm raising little boys. Do I want them to think that when they grow up, they can do whatever they want and a woman has to stay right here operating in the house? Like that's not, that's not it. No. And then to add on to this, when your partner gets that special time with just the three of them or just the two of them or even just yes, the one of them. I love that point. It is it's good for everyone. It's so good for their bond. You, they can only build that bond if they have that time, just them. When you're there, 
sometimes, especially if you're the preferred parent, which I know, Amy, in your situation, you are, they're always coming back to you. Drew so. says it's literally easier when I'm not there in some sense yes. because the boys are a little bit better, which is kind of hard to hear. But also, I think this is a place where you guys could make healthy boundaries and be like, babe, you know, I show up for you. So when I'm gone, please don't text me if things are stressful because I deal with that too. I'm just saying like, I don't want you guys to go off and have your alone time. And then your partner's like, SOS, help me. They're like, that's not, then that's not a break for the woman. So just to say, sometimes you do have to be transparent and be like, I don't want a text or call unless it's an emergency. And by (laughs) emergency, I mean like hospital time. Like don't call Not Rainbow Bear is lost and we can't find her. Yeah, Yeah, that's not... Okay, the second one that came in is the mom said, when I drop her off and she cries, isn't that insane? Sometimes it prevents me from doing things. This one, for me, I totally understand when I would drop my kids off at daycare and they would cry. There were times in the beginning of my working motherhood where I would start bawling in the car on the way to work. Like I could not handle that. So huge heart for this one. And I do think that, again, it comes with time and practice and the kids might get better at drop off. And then I've had times where even a two and a half year old will regress and have a really hard week or month with drop offs. But kind of understanding like I would have a mantra or two ready to go. I'd be like, I'm a working mom. I'm providing for my family. I know that the kids are well taken care of. Whatever speaks to you, whatever your situation is, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I deserve a little bit of time to myself. Whatever that looks like, because the drop-off cry, everyone tells me it does not last long. That's exactly (laughs) So like they're putting, they're having this big reaction You know, I understand that could be a tough transition, but everyone, grandparents, babysitters, daycare people are like, they're good two minutes after you leave. Yeah. And we have an in-home daycare. So we are on a texting basis. We're on a Snapchat basis. So she'll, she will literally, before I even can get home, it's a four minute drive. I'll already have a ping come in with a happy kid. So it's so painful in the moment, but it is just so short lived. And remembering that and having that even be your mantra, being like, this is short lived, this isn't going to last forever, knowing that it's just a very, very specific period of time. And it's practice for you both. It's practice for you to leave because you hanging out there, mama, I am telling you, it is harder for everybody if you just stay in that doorway and you're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? It makes it more difficult for everyone. So leaving and understanding that it's going to be okay. Okay. The next one came in. She said she feels guilty when she thinks about what life used to look like pre-baby. I just, for me, it's like, I understand that one. And I also wish that women didn't feel like they had to be like robotic humans that never like that's not bad if you think about your life pre-baby. I do it. That's often. called a memory. I do it often. Like, yes. it's, like, it's okay, you <laughs> mm-hmm. guys. Like I feel like women feel bad for literally any single thing. We can't control our minds like that. Like all the therapists we've had on here. That is not bad. That's just a memory. It's okay. Like that's very common. Kind of like what I had for breakfast yesterday, what my life was like pre-baby. Like they're both just neutral stances. Yeah. Not good, not bad. It's, it's just not a thing. It's like you're giving your kids away and you're, 
you know, going back to that life. Mm-hmm. It's just a thought. So I wouldn't meet it and okay it. Like if you okay these thoughts, your mind doesn't have a big, big reaction to it. You're just like, that was a thought. These are thoughts. That's great. Mm-hmm. And and I would say move on. Okay. And just to say so many came in. So we just grabbed the, a, a couple that were super, super common. The last one that we're going to talk about is the am I doing enough? Oof. Yeah, this one hits home for me so much. And I don't know if it's because of having multiple children and being like, am I doing the same for Micah as I did for Lucy when she was little? Am I doing more for Owen right now because he's home with me more? Like, am I doing enough? When I think about mom guilt and how much progress I've made and how in some areas I don't have any issues with it. This is the one that I definitely really? okay. I definitely can see. I definitely can see. And it might also be with just the special needs and the comparison of therapies. I do think and all it also things. just lends to your personality. It, it, and that's a very that's very, very accurate as well. I always think I can be do, be doing a little bit more and that doesn't stop when it comes to my kids. Oh. And sometimes it's not even it's just like a reflection on me. Like, am I doing enough as their mother? Am I doing enough even as a wife? Am I doing enough um, to support this family in those ways? And not that I think about it and ruminate on it all the time, but once in a while, if I drop them off, I'm like, oh, did I did I do enough this morning? Like, did I did I do enough this morning? And I just to say, yes, I had 30 minutes with them this morning. Yes, I did enough. And just saying that and being okay with it and still going on with with, with my day. Even when it's hard, just going on with your day and understanding that, you are doing enough because you're doing your best, but your best doesn't have to show up every single second of the day either. You don't have to be a powerhouse mom every single second of the day. Yeah, that one I don't struggle with because I'm like, I am constantly doing stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. how could I do any more? I'm literally doing so much for them. I will say, I, and I know we said we're going to move on. I will say the one thing that I do struggle with is I feel bad if I like raise my voice or I have a reaction that mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had, mm-hmm. which is one that also came in. And I was talking with my therapist about it. And she said, she's like, Amy, you have such a high bar for yourself in this area. She was like, because of the way that you were raised and you just don't like conflict, like you have such a low threshold for conflict, like you just feel really bad. So just wanted to bring that one up because, you know, the one that Abby just shared, I don't struggle with, but the one of raising my voice, I do feel bad and guilty because I'm thinking about what example am I showing if I'm yelling at a toddler mm-hmm. that did something. So we all have different things. We're all working through them to close out this section. It's like what we have to understand is that none of us are going to be perfect nor are we meant to be perfect. And what my therapist said is, Amy, think about how hard of a life you're making for your little boys if you're demonstrating that they can't make mistakes, that the standard has to be so high. Like that's not a great example because that turns people into having all of these issues. So soft hearts as we talk about these things, because I know that they are a really big deal and that we all have different struggles. Well, and as your therapist says, and these are important conversations to bring up, if you are having these issues over and over again, 
they're important conversations to bring up with a professional. And we do want to remind you that because we partner with BetterHelp, our entire listener base gets 10% off their first month. So if you're struggling with the, I prioritize cleaning and laundry before spending time with my kids, maybe you're having guilt about having a second baby. Will I be able to love him or her as much as the first? I know a lot of people struggle with the my kid's sick. What did I do wrong? Like These are all things that go through our minds. Maybe some of these resonate with you. Maybe others are like, no, this is where I struggle with mom guilt. But talk to a professional. Yes, you can talk to friends. But if kind of like Amy and I, we struggle with different things. So where Amy wouldn't be able to be like, oh, yeah, I could totally give you some advice on are you enough? It might not hit home in the ways that a professional counselor could talk with you. So again, with better help, we both, Amy and I both love our counselors. Kristen has given so much good advice. I take on Kristen's advice. Yeah, That's people Amy. love Kristen on Instagram. <laughs> That's Amy's counselor because she does have just so many good one-liners. Susan, I feel like she knows me better than some of my closest friends at this point. But if you go to www.betterhelp.com backslash herself, you do get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com backslash herself. And that's 10% off. They just give you prompts and different ways to think about something. Yes. So you can have a narrative running through your head, which a lot of mom guilt that that is. It's like this narrative, narrative, narrative. And then she'll be like, and here's another way to think about it. And you're like, why couldn't I have come up with that? But just to say like that was... My year of therapy with Kristen from BetterHelp was truly transformative. And I don't think it's any coincidence that when I broke away from mom guilt was the year that I did therapy. Mm. I guess listen to that. That is so important. That is really, really important because you're a strong person, Amy. Like you're strong in so many ways, but knowing that you have that extra tool to really get over those, those small humps that you needed with mom guilt, that's important. Yeah. And the thought work the thought work that goes into it. So Amy, before when you said like the am I doing enough and it wasn't resonating with you, there's actually a reason for this. So Carl Lowenthal, she was on on episode 37. She talks about thought work. She talks about why we have these thoughts. And if we can figure out where mom guilt is coming from, it's a lot easier to diminish these feelings and get rid of them altogether. And because there are so many different responses, know that, know that for starters, thoughts create our feelings. So you can't feel guilty unless you have a thought about guilt and that it's negative in the first place. So where somebody might say, I'm leaving for the weekend and be so excited that I'm leaving for the weekend, someone else might look at it as, I'm leaving for the weekend. So literally, that's just a neutral sentence. It's a neutral circumstance, but two people can look at it in a very different way. And as women, we are constantly scanning or evaluating ourselves to be right not only for how we feel about ourselves, but for how other people around us. Yeah, that was that used to be truly mm-hmm. one of my biggest problems. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't take responsibility for our emotional health, but as Amy mentioned before, we have default thoughts that are already in our subconscious. They were brought on by society, they were brought on by family, how we grew up. They were brought on by friends, they're brought on by social media, people we haven't even met, but somehow feel like we need to be exactly like. And as Kara states, Our brain is like an open source computer and there is no code protection. So others are writing the instructions. And this gets confusing because your soul, it can say one thing. And then let's say your mother-in-law, she can say something else altogether. And then your mind is just reeling constantly, constantly, constantly. And these conflicting thoughts, 
they lead to conflicting feelings and then we're lost altogether. So no wonder our minds feel so full, especially in something that feels so guilty because we have all these different things coming at us from all these different sources. And just know with another piece of this is that we can't change our thoughts unless we assign a moral value to them and unless we start to believe them on a deep level. So when we assign a negative moral value to these thoughts, that's what causes the anxiety, that's what causes the shame, and that's what causes guilt. So of the three major negative feelings that people, that humans experience, yeah. guilt is one of them. So no wonder mom guilt is so big here. We've brought this up in other podcast episodes, but some people will refer to it as going neutral. Um, others will refer to it as a thought ladder. But if you can't get to the, I'm so excited to be leaving for the weekend, just say something in between. Yeah. So it's simply... I'm leaving this weekend. Like literally it can be as easy as that. I'm leaving this weekend. So we're going to start by saying I'm a bad mom for leaving this weekend and you want to get to I'm so excited for leaving this weekend. Just start somewhere in the middle. The same thing could go with I'm working out while my partner watches the kids. Like that's it. I'm working out while my partner watches the kids. It's neutral. It's a statement. Just start with saying that and say it without judgment. So the more practice that you have with these judgment-free statements, the easier it's going to be to decrease these this mom guilt. So think of it as like a scientist evaluating a lab rat. If the lab rat runs the wrong way in a maze, it's not the scientist's fault. He or she doesn't think bad about himself because the lab rat and the lab rat's activity. So literally just think about these thoughts as neutral, as basic things that you're seeing without any judgment. And I know there's a lot thrown at you. Um, <laughs> these are, if you want more information on this, again, Kara was on episode 36 and she gives a much deeper dive into thought work and just how all these thoughts really go into our feelings and then go into the actions that we're taking. Okay, you guys, this is such an important episode to us because we've both been through the trenches of mom guilt. And this is an episode that I truly wish that I would have had when I was a first time mom. So if you would do us a huge favor and share this, whether it's sharing to your Instagram story or texting it to a friend that you know is struggling with mom guilt, it would be so appreciated. <laughs>